Hello everybody, it's Father Michael. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Hey, I want to continue a little sharing about, again, setting the world ablaze, being instruments of the Holy Spirit, believing in your baptism. That means you know who you are. You know why you're in the world. Again, the short flash and blink of an eye that we're here on earth compared to eternity and dealing with the temptations and the, the, the tension between living in this world and not being of this world because we know we're of another world. We're of the kingdom of God. And that means as disciples in this world, we are being transformed by the Holy Spirit and inviting other people into the kingdom of God by the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act, the way we handle business, the way we deal with um, our spouse and our kids, the way we play sports, um, the way we do paperwork, um, the way we uh, drive, the way we shop. Um, all of this is about God's kingdom, being being aware of who you are and, and being empowered to live in the world but not of the world and when people see you people might wonder why would you um inconvenience yourself um in a certain situation perhaps it in your business why would you inconvenience or why would you give of your treasures or your time or your talent in a, in a certain situation when it's not going to necessarily benefit you and the reason you do that is because you're not thinking like the world thinks. You're thinking about your future investment or namely your investment now into God. You can never outdo God in generosity. Remember that. God can't be outdone in his generosity. And think about it. You know, investing in God's kingdom now, even if it, even if it, it costs you a, a worldly loss, a temporal loss, you're going to have an eternal gain so see, this is this is what we as believers need to we need to move in this anointing, this realm of investing in God's kingdom. Um, sowing seeds, right? Sowing seeds um, that will produce fruit, not necessarily fruit of this world, but fruit for the world, um, the kingdom to come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How's that going to happen? When you and I invest in the kingdom of God, right? And this is something that you, I can't do for you and you can't do it for me. We all have to do this on our own. We have to do this. And again, without a life of prayer, it's going to be harder and harder for us to see what our role is in this kingdom. We're going to tend to invest more and more in the passing things of the world. And the sad thing is, is the day we die, God's not going to be interested in our worldly investments. And neither will you. You're going to be interested in um, your eternal investment. How do you invest in God while you were on earth? You know, that doesn't mean you have to obviously just give everything to the poor. That's not what I'm talking about. We do give to the poor. And it, yeah, we, we do sacrifice and we do give. But what I'm saying is, are you too attached to the passing things of this world? Are you Are you preparing for eternity um, what are you doing how's how are you listening and asking the Lord to be a part of your um, sharing of the treasures the time the talent that you've been given so I just like you to think about that and so God says to us 
He says to us, Come to me, you are labor and burden, and I will give you rest. So God wants you and I to rest in his will, in his truth, in his goodness, right? Now, the scripture, we, he says that he invites us to touch the hem of his garment. And people, it says many people in, in Mark, um, in the gospel of Mark, it says that many people were begging him to let them touch even the fringe of his cloak. Okay? So, my point is, is in giving to the poor, that's a material thing that you're doing. You can actually encounter Jesus in that handing over of your treasure to, to Jesus in someone that's sick, suffering or dying or poor or without food, water, or shelter. You know, when you sow that seed, you're actually going to, the Holy Spirit simultaneously will fill you. You'll find joy. That's why people say, like, it makes me happy when I give. Because that's Jesus. You're, you're experiencing Jesus when you give that check, when you write that check, when you, when you present that check to whatever charitable organization you're donating to. And not to just see it as a tax write-off, right? If we just see everything just as a tax write-off, it's really still giving for really for self, selfish reasons. Which, again, giving's giving, but there are different ways that the heart gives. There's different attitudes of heart that we adopt when we give, right? So I'd like you to think about giving first because it's Jesus, okay? A, a benefit in the temporal world is, yeah, it's a tax donation, great. But let, let your heart grow in this vision that I'm trying to share with you here. Um, you know, um, this touching of the garment or the begging him to touch the, the, his cloak can happen when you just say a simple prayer like, Jesus, I love you. So at that moment, if you say it with your heart, with a childlike heart, you've just kind of thrown the doors of your heart open and this breath of heaven just fills your soul. So Jesus, I love you. I praise you. Jesus, thank you. Praise you, Lord. So I've just thrown, every time I say that in faith, I throw the doors open and this wind of heaven just breathes into my soul, a new breath of fresh air from heaven. You know, or if let's say you have a rosary or a medal or um, some holy object. Again, remember, God can communicate himself through the material world. That's why, you know, again, the, they were touching his clothes and power came out of his clothes. How? It's not his clothing, but it's who is wearing the clothing. It's God. So uh, if, I, if I hold like an image of, of Jesus on the crucifix, the cross, say, and I kiss it, Jesus, I love you, and I kiss the cross, I threw the door of my heart open and, and more grace will come into my heart and refresh me. Well, let's say I'm holding my rosary. Um, Jesus and Mary, I love you. And grace, again, I threw the door of my heart open and grace is coming in to restore me and renew me. So do you see how a handshake, a smile can even become a, a opening the door of heaven to others to open their hearts to heaven and grace comes in and fills them. So try that. Try that in your day. As you go through your day, Jesus, I praise you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I adore you. Lord, I'm going to say a prayer now with great love for the sick, the suffering, the dying. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. And which has happened, I just threw the heart, my heart open to the grace of God. 
and grace flows into me and helps me and assists me on my journey. And heaven breathes into my soul. You know, where did God breathe into man? Go back to Genesis. Read the, read the first few chapters of Genesis. That's where God breathed into man. And where else did God breathe into man? When he gave the power to the disciples to forgive sin, he breathed on them. And he says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins you hold bound are held bound. So this breathing into humanity is connected to new life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. New life in Christ. So will you let God breathe into you today? How are you going to do it? Make acts, little acts of faith like, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. Jesus, I adore you. Or, or sowing a seed, giving a certain amount of money um, to the Lord through as He leads you to the poor, to some ministry or organization. So thank you guys for taking some time to listen. And hopefully this feeds your soul and gives you some thoughts on how to maintain God's presence or stay in the anointing and presence throughout your day. God bless Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.